Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. For most of my life, Libya was a word with bad associations. Libya meant Gaddafi. Libya meant terrorism. Pan Am Flight 103 went down in a blazing fireball. Libya meant a bad place where a comical, megalomaniacal dictator was the absolute power. Nobody in Libya, however, was laughing. Reports of explosions. Clashes between rioters and security forces. In 2011, what was previously unthinkable happened. The Libyan people rose up and fought for their freedom. Heavy battles raging around the Libyan capital. They fought like hell. The rebels are about to force Gaddafi's complete departure. And they recorded the whole thing on their cell phones. amazing arriving here after all you see on TV these days that Libya is in fact functioning at all. But it is. The fountains across from the Corniche are operating. Traffic works, kind of. At the Radisson, club sandwiches arrive on time in the lobby. The occasional flash of camo and a security scanner are really the only discordant notes. Todd, you don't want to Todd, take the... Want to take the yep. Inside the old part of the city, men slaughter a camel while a girl records it with her iPad. No? Okay. You say no. Kids are setting off fireworks in the Medina. Incoming. Tomorrow is the Prophet Muhammad's birthday, and people who have not known freedom for nearly 50 years are ready to celebrate. (laughs) 
Martyrs Square is filled with families, kids, teenage skater boys, and hotshots on motorcycles. It's wild. And almost giddily happy. Young men in the camouflage pants of the militias, most of whom were civilians until last year, do their best to sporadically keep order or just join in the fun. Every kid above the age of five seems to have been issued a lighter and a fistful of fireworks. Ambulances idle on the margins of the square to treat fireworks-related injuries, of which there will be many. Tripoli, after 42 years of nightmare. How to build a whole society overnight and make it work in one of the most contentious and difficult areas of the world is what people are trying to figure out. Before the war, did you think it would ever be possible? Did you no. dream someday this no. will change? No. And Gaddafi's time, you cannot say a word. You get killed. That's it. It wasn't possible. But then I joined the group, you know? Right. The revolutionary. Omar is young and was even younger when the fighting started. He, like so many Libyans from around the country and many who had left, heeded the calls for revolution on Facebook and Twitter. They fought in Tripoli, Benghazi, Misrata, and everywhere in between. Who won this war? Young people or everybody? Everybody. But the young people, they started them. What was your day like as a revolutionary? You keep one thought in your mind. You do this for the next generation, for a better country, for a better life. You have a future now before yeah. people, you know, there what people There was a future in Libya for Gaddafi's regime. We're not going to sugarcoat it. We were slaves for the Gaddafi. Oh, this looks good. Yeah, it's it. is a seafood restaurant just outside of town on the Mediterranean coast. One of the best foods in Libya, I think, the seafood. The menu's not printed on paper. It's laid out right there for you on ice. We have uh, dots here. What do they do? They just grill that? Yeah, they open it and grill it. Some garlic, some sauce. It's really awesome. You pick out the stuff that interests you from the daily catch. Okay, let's get one of these. One of these. Some shrimps, calamari too. And they cook it for you the way you want. Good job. Oh, beautiful. Mm. Wow. That's delicious. This is the stuffed calamari, Libyan style. With so many seafood, stuffed inside of it, like a turkey. Mm. Good sauce. 
Wow. Mm. Man, we are living large today. Yes, we are. Bismillah. Bismillah. <laughs> so, what were you doing before the war? I was a travel agent. You were a travel agent? Yes. And I was studying too, mm -hmm. medical school. Many of the people who started the revolution, who fought in the streets with makeshift weapons, were like Omar, medical students, garage mechanics, or simply teenagers. They transformed themselves in a matter of months from kids playing PlayStation to hardened fighters and field medics. Nobody believed that he can be removed, really. Extraordinary. Yeah. How quickly after the uprising started did you begin to think that, wow, this is possible? That we, we might actually win? The first day when the uprise... First day? Yeah. The day before, you're thinking, impossible. impossible. We'll be stuck with this son of a bitch Whatsoever. forever. And then a few hours later, it's like, wow, this might work. Seeing groups with you going toward the, the mortal square, demanding their rights, at that moment, you feel that you can do anything. That this, you can, you can, this can, this is gonna happen. If it, if it didn't, well, I've died trying doing it. At least we've, we've died like men doing it. So much has changed around town. So much is changing. New music, graffiti, these things, they mean something. <laughs> but centuries of strict social and religious values keep some things solidly the same. Alcohol, for instance, is strictly forbidden. Men and women follow hierarchical roles as before. Since the revolution, there's a tug-of-war over what is acceptable. Outside a mosque in the Medina, men fill the narrow street to celebrate Muhammad's birthday. Snacks are passed around. Women watch and record from the rooftops. There's a clear bad guy. Clearly there yeah. was a bad guy here. Exactly. I mean, the one thing about Gaddafi is he believed he was the most important human being almost that had ever existed. I mean, he changed the names of the months. He changed the date of the Islamic calendar. Such uh, megalomania. And as you well know, anyone outside, you mentioned the word Libya, everyone would just say Gaddafi. Yeah. Gaddafi stole the identity of Libya. Michelle Cousins is the co-founder of the English-language paper The Libya Herald and has known several different Libyas in his lifetime. 
for so long, the news has been the personality. Gaddafi turned up to open a shopping centre. Gaddafi turned up to open an envelope. Those of us who knew Libya, who knew that it was another Libya, you know, wonderful people, we would talk about it as you talk about a dead person. Do you remember this? Do you remember that? And then in February 2011, suddenly there was resurrection. The dead came back to life. We meet at a Libyan coffee house, a traditional male-only sort of a joint. Cafe culture is big here, a holdover from the days of Italian colonization, when Mussolini tried to rebuild Rome's long-lost empire. It's just been the most amazing experience, seeing the rebirth of a country, of a people. I mean, last night's fireworks. There was a general sense of exuberance bordering on anarchy. I mean, I felt very happy there last night, uh, if, if somewhat in peril. Uh, yeah, well, it's Christmas. It's, it's whatever, it's the 4th of July rolled into one. But it also, there are people who are trying to stop it, sort of Puritans, extremists, if you want to say militants. And what has happened is people have come out in defiance of that. They're showing, we want to have fun. And remember, for a long time in Libya, you couldn't have fun. The biggest misconception is that the place is turning into another Afghanistan on Iraq, where you've got bombs go off, attacks. But it's not, as you've seen. Libyans have gone through an awful time having fought for freedom. People have died, people have struggled, and that's going to hold them together. This podcast is supported by Sleep Number. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number smart bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores? Sleep Number does that. Only Sleep Number smart beds let you each choose your ideal comfort and support. Your Sleep Number setting. Sleep Number smart beds learn how you sleep and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. All Sleep Number smart beds feature cooling, pressure-relieving comfort layers for soothing sleep throughout the night. Temperature-balancing bedding is designed to move heat and moisture away when you're hot. When you're cool, they hold their energy to help warm you. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. What does Colgate mean by live life to the brightest? Could it be a rich glass of red sipped inside a Parisian cafe on a snowy night when my gaze is met by a tall, mysterious... <coughs> I mean, brushing is directed with Colgate Optic White Pro Series Toothpaste gives you a visibly whiter smile in just three days, so you can live life to the brightest and finish that glass without worrying about teeth stains. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. Kids are selling fireworks across in the Marcus Aurelius Arch. One is constantly reminded that Libya was once a vital part of the ancient Roman Empire. That was nearly 2,000 years ago. Tonight, I was told, was going to be an even bigger, wilder celebration in Martyrs Square. But something has happened since last night. 
the British Foreign Office has just told all UK citizens to leave Benghazi, Libya's second largest city, due to an unspecified threat. The Libyan government, such as it is, has denied any basis for such drastic action. A lone cherry bomb now and again, an awkward flurry of Roman candles. The buzz of last night's chaotic partying, harsh, big time. Whether or not this is a result of the larger geopolitical situation, the vibe towards this Western film crew seems apprehensive, uncertain. The following day feels better. Somewhat. Fresh produce is for sale on Tripoli streets. If you're a small restaurant or shopping for a big family, you bring cash, a wheelbarrow, and load up with what you need. But revolution has brought changed tastes. Libyans, especially young Libyans, hunger for more than just freedom. They hunger for places like this. Kentucky Fried Chicken? Uncle Kentucky Fried Chicken. Okay. The colonel and his buddies, the king and the clown, have not quite made it here, given the uncertainty of the situation. So in the meantime, places like this have been popping up. Uncle Kentucky, awesome. Do you know where Kentucky is? That the Kentucky is from USA. The part, yeah. Yeah. This place is new? Yeah, he's new. Before the Gaddafi, he don't... Impossible. Yeah. And now, it's normal. Oh, that's nice. How you found it? Spicy delicious. Bismillah. Bismillah. Johar, like many Libyans his age, fought to overthrow Gaddafi. He was there, gun in hand, when they stormed Gaddafi's palace compound. Happy? Excited? And it's a good fighting. day? Yeah. It's giving to me a nice feeling. Nice feeling that Gaddafi is close my cousin. How you should be feeling? Exactly, I'm feeling good. Because I wanted to kill them. I, I don't want it. I don't want to say anyone die more. He is killed for nothing. The first time I think that killing people is bad, but he's, he's leave me do that. Because if I don't kill him, he's kill me. Right. It's nice to see freedom. It's nice to see the bad guy gone. It's nice, I feel welcome here. Finally, we say no for him. And he's now died. That's what we wanted. To Johar, a few pieces of greasy fried chicken eaten in a brightly colored fast food setting means something more than a calorie bomb. That's we why fighting. That's we why give it a lot of blood from my country because I wanted feeling that the taste of freedom. The taste of freedom. It's nice taste. Good. Good. Good food. 
outside Tripoli center, there's this. One-time access of all power and untold evil. A huge complex of sinister offices, barracks, residences, on top of a rabbit warren of secret tunnels and underground facilities. The Bab al-Azizia, Gaddafi's enormous compound. Everything belonging to or associated with Gaddafi was destroyed. NATO continually bombed strategic locations within the compound, and on August 23, 2011, it fell to the rebels, Gaddafi and his family having fled. This is what's left of Gaddafi's palace. So when's the last time you were here? Last time. The revolution is finished. The machine is going to be first fighting. After right. that, the people right. who have the guns. After that, coming a lot of people, normal people, listening about something expensive here, right. like the salt and like the gold. And stop, stop now, stop now. What? They want us to stop filming right now. Okay. While talking, we didn't notice several pickup trucks of local militia had closed in on us. No, stop, stop, stop. Uh, I've stopped. I've okay, stopped. You, you stop. It's just relax. Relax. No, relax, relax. What's happening? This is their turf or their area of operation or somehow under their control. Whatever the case, they're the group in charge today. An argument ensues between our guys and their guys. All of whom fought against the same forces on this ground a year ago. Libya is denying that there is an imminent threat to the safety of Westerners in Benghazi. Now, this follows Britain's advice on Thursday that Westerners should get out of the city, warning of a specific and imminent threat. If you follow the news, you'll be reminded about how the lack of centralized power in the wake of the 2011 conflict has seen an increase in Islamic militancy in Libya. Westerners and Libyans are still very concerned with the French. What you see is not encouraging. Kidnappings in Algeria, unrest in Mali, terrorist cells to the south, deadly riots in Egypt, and of course, extremist attacks in Benghazi that killed the U.S. ambassador. All those things are very real concerns. But if you only look at what's on the news, you can miss maybe 
What's a bigger picture? Another morning in Tripoli, and life goes on. Vendors are out. People go about their daily routines. This is our traditional breakfast. What is this dish called? Swins which is an overstretched donut, I suppose. Right, with an egg. With, with an egg on top. What's a little pancake they put on top? That's just to hold the egg in? Yeah, just to hold the egg in. It's, uh, it's like a, a hat for it or a yeah. cover or something. You can get them with cheese, you can get them with chili paste. You can have them with honey, with sugar. What do you, how do you like yours? Uh, I like mine cooked, to be honest. <laughs> What's the name of this neighborhood? Uh, this is Fashnoum. This is the cradle of the uh, revolution. Right, now this was the first neighborhood to rise up. Yes, this is the first place to rise up. Why do you think this neighborhood and not... It's an impoverished neighborhood. It's been always lied to by this regime. They uh, made them feel like they are not from this country, to be honest. Uh-huh. With Bismillah. Bismillah. And we go for it. Oh, yeah, dip it right in the egg. And dip it in the egg. Delicious. So, where were you when it all started? I was in London. Well, actually, in Manchester at the time. What? And by the 27th, I was in Libya. We went out to uh, see his house yesterday uh-huh. in the compound. Well, I was one of the guys who entered from the southern gates, or not northern gates. Akram is in the security business, a thriving industry here, as you could probably imagine. A lot of things happen in a lot of different parts of the country, yeah. sort of simultaneously. Kind of amazing that all of these people came together very fast. How did it happen? Yeah. Easy. Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. It was really like that. Yes. We sent so much information to NATO via Twitter. We get a phone call from Tripoli or Benghazi or whatever. We get the coordinates via Google Earth. Right. We verify that there is a location there that needs to be hit. Send it to NATO at, at NATO. And then it's gone. Really? Yeah. How does that feel, knowing you can call in a Tomahawk missile over there? It's out of the movies. <laughs> Did anyone think it was possible that in their lifetime they were going to see the end of this son of a bitch? Most people are telling me they never dreamed. I, I don't know if you can call them dreams, hopes, wishes. It was just something in the sky, something I look at every night. Right. But when I hit that point and got into Masrata and stood on Gaddafi's body, any dream will come true. What's the situation now? Uh, it's fluid. It can swing any direction. Well, look, what happened in Benghazi uh, a few months ago, I mean, what does this mean to the country? I think there is a dark, mysterious hand who doesn't like this country to prosper. They see system and organization as a big enemy to them. These dark hands are slowly getting diminished. It's a matter of time before we can get rid of them. How hard do you think that's going to be? Not hard at all. We got rid of Gaddafi, nothing else is hard. (laughs) I like your attitude. (laughs) The fluid situation in Libya has been intensifying since our arrival, and we've had to change our behavior, constantly moving. Shouldn't I be wearing, you know, one of those cool, like, journalist safari jackets at this point? So it seemed a good time, or maybe not, Saddle up. To go to Misrata. Just watch this down at your feet there, Tony. Yeah. Okay, guys, we can go. Roger that. Since the revolution, Misrata's been the most secure city in Libya. But over the last two weeks, in a hail of bullets and hand-thrown grenade attacks, an imam, security forces, and a police officer have all been killed. 
All along the narrow, congested highway, there are checkpoints banned mostly by local militias. And I want to stress, most of them are friendly enough. We are, however, in a hurry to get to Misrata before dark. Traveling at night around here is not advised. Pulling into town after dark, it doesn't feel like a happy place to be right now. Misrata is where some of the fiercest and most heroic struggles of the war occurred. Resistance was the most determined, and the response by the Gaddafi forces especially merciless. We've just learned that earlier in the day, a city councilman who was a hero of the revolution was assassinated. And it's not clear who's responsible. Misrata is on full lockdown. Looking around at the price this city paid for freedom, you can see why they don't want to lose what they fought so hard for. Quoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. The Assignment with me, Audie Cornish. Celebrities of all kinds are speaking publicly about their therapeutic trips, so to speak. It turns out there is a burgeoning industry ready to serve the new influx of people who find themselves turning away from traditional mental health therapy. The gap between what we know and what we don't about psychedelic therapy. Listen to The Assignment with me, Audie Cornish, on your favorite podcast app. Morning in Misrata. How's the vibe? It's all quite quiet and cool at the moment. Daylight reveals the extent of the fighting that took place here not so long ago. This used to be a vegetable market. Clothes. One of Gaddafi soldiers' clothes. He left them here and ran. <laughs> yeah, because that's what, what they did in Tripoli. Yeah. When we entered the city, they just moved their clothes and yeah. ran away in the streets, so nobody would know who, who are they. This is Hamid, one of the guys we called the Misrata Boys, basically militia members from the area who looked out for us here and in Tripoli when things started to get hinky in neighboring Algeria and in Benghazi. It is a seriously up tank. His job these days is hunting down former Gaddafi supporters. So the Gaddafi forces rolled in. They would use these tanks to fire on. Around the city. Around. Yeah. It was full of uh, tanks here. This was the operation room here. 
Now, if you had any doubt about the terrible odds these young revolutionaries were facing during the early days of the fighting, especially in the months before NATO came in with air support, check out Misrata's War Museum. What did this fire? It's a uh, rocket. Right. Homemade, and there's a rocket here. We put it here and fire with the battery. Yeah. You had to have some serious courage to, to ride around with this thing. Why? We well, trust well. our people. <laughs> there's a lot of homemade things here. This is homemade too. Fires a big rocket. This is Grad homemade. This one. This was from a helicopter. Yes. We got it and we got it in the cars. You took it off a helicopter yeah. and you put it on a car. Uh huh. And you know what this is for? You know Molotov? And so it's basically it. a crossbow that fires Molotov cocktails. Yeah, Molotov and uh, TNT sometimes. You're shooting this at people who have uh, mortars. And tanks. Uh, uh, tank, tanks. Tanks, yeah. You're shooting this at tanks. Yeah, because that's what we got at the time. That's what you had, man. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. The next president of Libya, the one who's going to be in charge, right. this is his chair. He has to think twice before he sits on it. So never screw your people. Yeah, never screw your people. <laughs> I, I'd remember. <laughs> And here, these are Gaddafi stuff. Now this was all taken from the compound. Some of them from Serbs. It's mixed. That's his AK, his chair. Preferred hair products. His shaving kit. See, he is wearing a mask. Oh, his beauty mask. <laughs> yeah. I could use some of that. It's Gaddafi. He's be, it's beautiful, you know. <laughs> And this is the first martyr in Strata. That's the first? Yeah, that's the first one. Who was he? Not was a like a businessman. No, no, no. It's just a normal guy. They went out to protest the first rally, and somebody came in and shoot him. So uh, the next day, the whole city came out. That's when everything started. These are photos of those killed during the uprising. Combatants and bystanders alike. Her name is Muna Jama bin Nasser. She was six years when she died. Shelled in their homes, tortured to death in prisons, shot by snipers. Look at this little kid. He died with the victory sign. They killed him like uh, with a grenade. That's his lucky day. Yeah. You know what he was saying? He's saying, uh, what's going on, guys? Why are why, why my, my sons? Why, why are you doing that? <laughs> you still have the T-shirt. Yeah. Yeah, with the blood in it. I know a couple of them. I knew a couple. This, this guy friends. is Egyptian. Not even his fight, but he came. Yeah, but he didn't want to leave. Four of them, they died in third. And this died in Tripoli. These are brothers and sisters. One, two, three, four. They died in the same day and the same house. And the mother, when we found her, she was holding the kid. They were both dead like, and holding each other. It was like a very sad moment.
The Mediterranean Sea defines Libya's northern border. In shacks built along the coast, people get together on weekends to do what people do everywhere in the world in one form or another since the beginnings of society. Like barbecue? Who does not like barbecue? Here he is. They sure like him here. <laughs> Chase down an animal? <laughs> Kill it? Cycle of life. Cut it into pieces and throw it on a flame. So all these people are freedom fighters, ex-freedom fighters. Right. So just uh, now chilling, having fun, making barbecue. To start, they grill the lamb in small pieces with a few veggies. Not a beer, but something like it. I've been about a week without alcohol of any kind. And I'm enjoying my, my new clean living lifestyle. Uh, balls, yeah. That's hospitality. I've said it before, I'll say it again. Barbecue may not be the road to world peace, but it's a start. Yeah. Relax. Yeah, laid back. In, English, in American, laid back. A stew made of kidneys, liver, and heart, served family style. Feel free to eat with hands. Uh, right hand only, please. And a really traditional thing left over from the Italians. Basically, pasta with ragu. What's this dish called? Papuki. Because when it's the sound, it's ready. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's good. So the Italians left you one good thing. Yeah. A few nice buildings and pasta. And pasta, yeah. So the story of Misrata, the story of Libya seems to be ordinary people suddenly called upon to do extraordinary things. Where were you when war broke out? I was in Canada, in Montreal. Studying medicine? Yes. Dr. Jihan put her medical studies on hold to help tend all manner of horrible war injuries. What kind of procedures were you doing on a regular oh, everything, basis? Everything, everything. Without prior practice and knowledge, so you just like kind of in the situation, trying many, to pick up things. How many patients did you treat a day? 60, 70. 60, it's 70. Like, a lot. like the whole full, like the whole hospital was full. When you heard he'd been killed, what, what did you feel? Uh, relief? I felt relieved. I was like realizing that, okay, it's over and trying to heal my own wounds because in the middle of it, you just go, 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 and you never realize how much injuries and trauma you got inside yourself. Because right. before you never think of like, we are gonna survive and we're gonna have a free Libya or anything. It's just like going with the state of mind that I'm gonna do my best and if I'm ready in peace with myself if I die. And then you find yourself here now, it's like, now it's the gray area. Jihan risked her life along with the men, but traditional and hidebound rules of conduct do not allow her to sit with them during dinner. She's relegated to what might be called the kids' table. What can one say, we who like to think of ourselves as more enlightened in this area? I don't know. Rightly or wrongly, I said nothing. <laughs> What does freedom mean? 
I don't know that either, I guess. For sure, it does mean the freedom to enjoy an afternoon no one thought possible only a little while ago. The freedom at least to joke, to laugh, to be for a while relatively carefree. Tripoli, a healthy breakfast. Ooh, liver sandwich. When they talk about a high-risk environment, I think they were talking about this. That's good. Halfway back to Tripoli, the magnificent ruins of Leptis Magna. arguably the most intact remains of a Roman city in the world. It's worth noting that at one time, the emperor of all Rome was himself Libya. It's pretty amazing. Born right here. Someone chipped off all the dicks. Not that I was looking. Anywhere else in the world, this place would be overrun with tourists. But look, no one. You're free to wander as you wish. Quite a backdrop, you know? If you're seeing a little dinner theater production of uh, Our Town a couple of thousand years ago. Not bad. The only other visitors today are a troop of Libyan Boy Scouts. Bizarrely enough, Gaddafi himself was once a scout, and this was one of the only organizations allowed to remain independent of the government. Maybe I should go down there and introduce myself to my former comrades, exchange some Boy Scout lore. Yes, yes, I was once a Boy Scout too. Hello. Drilled into their heads is something that was long ago drilled into mine. I promise to be trustworthy, loyal, helpful, friendly, courteous, kind, obedient, cheerful, thrifty, brave, clean, and reverent. You know, it's been a really difficult shoot for a whole lot of reasons. It's not easy to shoot here. 
But in spite of all that, for me, this was a happy show. It's Libya. They were supposed to be the bad guys, a bad country filled with bad people, right? I don't think so. I met a lot of really nice people here. Nobody's saying we're going to be perfect tomorrow. Everybody seems to be saying, you know, in five, see us, look at us in five years. So that gives a pretty reasonable attitude. How are you? Love you, Libya. This is a place that's filled with a lot of extraordinary people who've done an extraordinary thing on very short notice, under very difficult circumstances, and at a very difficult time, who are continuing to do the best they can. And I wish them well. When you work, you work next level. And when you play, you play next level. And when it's time to sleep, Sleep Number smart beds are designed to embrace your uniqueness, providing you with high-quality sleep every night. Sleep next level. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599. Save $300 for a limited time, only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Prices higher in Alaska and Hawaii. Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number smart bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.